episode number 202. Hello, hello, you're listening to the Career Changemaker podcast. Having the courage to leave a career that you have worked hard to build and try something else can be tough. So in each episode, we dive into key career change strategies so that you have a clear understanding of what is required to transition into a new role or a new industry without feeling like you have to start at the bottom or have to take a massive pay cut because hashtag ain't nobody got time for that. (laughs) If you are ready for frank and honest discussions about how to become a career change maker, keep listening. I'm your host, lawyer turned career strategist and executive coach Janine Esbrand. Hello, hello. Happy New Year. It's 2023. How are we here? I know we say this every year. Where's the time gone? How's another year passed? But I really, truly feel that right now. I'm like, where has the year gone? And my head is somewhat still in 2022. I'm still writing the date incorrectly. Um, You know how it is. (laughs) So today for our first episode of the year, I want to talk about trends. I want to talk about the workplace trends that we will be likely seeing this year in 2023 and talk about how they impact you or how you can be leveraging them going forward. I was reading an article by Gartner and it got me thinking and so I thought it would be good for me to come on and share my insights with you because no doubt at this point in the year you're thinking about your plans for the year, your goals for the year, maybe you've made resolutions. So I think taking these things into consideration can be super helpful for you. So when you are contemplating making any type of career move, so whether this year is your year to go for that promotion or your year to change industries or change roles, whatever it is, make sure that you are considering the wider landscape. Your career change will not happen in a vacuum. It's not just you and your role or you and your company. Everything is happening in the context of the wider landscape. So you being aware of what's going on, you having your finger to the pulse, is helpful um, so that you can navigate your way through things like salary negotiations, things like negotiation around flexibility, um, things like how you position yourself in the marketplace. So that is important, but I will caution you and say don't get too bogged down in the broader landscape and the broader picture to the point where it prevents you from moving. Because if you pay attention to the headlines, if you're looking at what the news is saying, you may be saying, well, oh, there's a recession or there is crazy inflation. So that means that I should stay put. That isn't necessarily the case, but it's about you just being aware in the round of what is going on and then taking control of what you can take control of, right? Taking control of what you can take control of being your actual career and the action that you actually take. So as I was reading this article by Gartner, and I can put a link to the article in the show notes if you want to read the entire thing, there were three main trends that stood out to me. The article summarised nine, but there were three that really stood out to me that I wanted to talk about. So the first is quiet hiring. The second is organizations taking on non-traditional candidates and the third is the fact that there's more focus on well-being okay so quiet hiring non-traditional candidates and more focus on well-being so let's talk about each of those in turn so the first quiet hiring now there was a lot of talk of quiet quitting last year there were multiple articles on LinkedIn there was lots trending around quiet quitting which essentially if you 
weren't paying attention is where employees are working within an organization and rather than actually quit they decide to continue their role but they become disengaged they no longer go above and beyond they no longer focus on really helping to drive the business's goals forward they just show up do their time clock in and clock out so they've mentally checked out but they haven't physically checked out So that's quiet quitting. So now we're hearing of a new phenomenon called quiet hiring, which is essentially companies looking at ways that they can fill their talent pipelines without necessarily going external. So if you think about the fact that there are mass layoffs happening in certain industries, there's a lot of movement, there's a lot of um, uncertainty happening, companies still need to function. So if they've lost people, if they need to let people go, they still need to function. So what's happening now is they are looking around at their current talent pool and saying, oh, how can we get some of the people that are already here to do the roles that are required, to take on some tasks some projects that are required? So they're calling it quiet hiring because they're not going through a whole hiring process to take someone on board. Instead, they're saying to someone who's already in the organization, hey, would you be interested in learning this new skill and adding some additional responsibilities to your role and so it's allowing people to learn new things maybe step into a different role get an exposure in a different way without necessarily shifting roles completely so why is this relevant and why is this helpful for you well if HR managers are more open to quiet hiring and if you're someone who has been thinking for a while that you want to do something different and you've been contemplating making a change but you don't know what that is this could be a great opportunity for you to test one of the things that I say to my clients all the time is that we want to validate your career options before you take any action or take any drastic measures to change right? So in order to validate, you really want to test out, is this something that I would really want to do? Is this something that I'm good at? Is this something that I'm interested in? And so if your organization is looking for someone to fill a role and take on some additional responsibility and they're willing to train you and they're willing to expose you to an area that you haven't been exposed to before, this could be a great time for you to take that up. This could be a great time for you to get exposure, to test out what might be a good fit for you on your company's time. Test it out and it may be a yes or it may be a no from you, but ultimately you're gonna have gained new skills and new knowledge and insight whilst also supporting the company with them achieving whatever goals that they have set around that particular role. So it's a win-win. Um, so I want you to see it as, a, as an opportunity for you to really explore what else is out there for you. The next one is the fact that companies are looking to diversify their talent pool. And that means they are looking for both diverse talent, but also talent that comes from non-traditional backgrounds. So if you apply for a role and generally that role would require you to have five years experience doing that particular thing, now companies are less likely to be like, oh, that person doesn't have five years experience, let's move on to the next CV or the next resume, and more likely to say, okay, they don't have five years experience, but do they have transferable skills? Do they have the ability to run with this role? They might say, okay, this person doesn't have five years experience, but do they have the ability to do the role? The focus is more on their ability to to fulfill the role than it is on the amount of experience that you have gained in the past. So what that means for you is if you are making a career shift, if you are making a career move, then your transferable skills become even more relevant and even more helpful for you. So if you are able to really drill in and identify what 
are the synergies between what you have been doing and the role that you want to go for and really speak to that and be clear on that it's going to be easier for you to make a transition than it was for many people in the past so take that on board and recognize that if you're applying for new roles you don't have to have had the exact same experience you just need to be able to articulate how that experience is most relevant to this current role and Oftentimes, when you look at things high level and maybe you look at the title of the role, you look at the function of the role, it might seem that what you've been doing is very, very different. But if you drill down to the skill level and you really ask yourself, what have I actually been doing on a day to day basis? What have I needed to do? What skills have I employed? oftentimes you will see that there's overlap. So lean into that if you are looking to make a move and recognize that companies are more open than they were before. And the third trend is that companies are paying more attention to well-being. We have come off of the back of a pandemic. Everybody was just plowing through in 2020. And then in 2021, we all were able to get back outside again and start meeting people again and, and getting in, getting to the new normal. And then it's like in 2022, the effects of the pandemic really hit and people started to recognise how their mental health was affected, how they've been impacted by quite a traumatic experience. So employers really do have to step up now and support their employees if they want them to be able to perform. There's more and more recognition of that. There's more and more focus on that. So right now, if you are somebody who has been just going, 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 you've just had your head down and you just feel like you have to keep on the treadmill and you have to keep producing and you have to keep working hard recognize that you may well experience burnout if you continue going that way or maybe you've experienced it already and many employers are more open to having conversations about how their team members and how their individual employees can be supported better with their mental health with their emotional well-being so don't feel like you have to put yourself second and and put your organization first but instead recognize that when you do put yourself first and you do make sure that you're getting enough rest that you're getting enough exercise that you're having enough downtime that you're actually going to be more of an asset to the organization one of the lessons that i have learned recently is the power the power and importance of rest god designed us so that we are working on cycles there's the weekly cycles there is the monthly cycle there's the annual cycle there's the seasonal cycles and in between those cycles there's a there's a period of rest honoring that and recognizing that when we honor that we're able to work better when we honor that we are able to function better if you think about the fact that you have um cars and they are machines but yet they still have to get fixed and they still have to go for an MOT and they still have to go for a service. How are you treating your body? How are you treating your body? Are you giving it what it needs? Are you giving it that regular service? Are you giving it that time out? If you're not, then I would encourage you to do so. Take ownership of that. Don't wait for your employer to do it, but do take advantage of whatever it is that they're putting in place to support with that, to help with that. So those are the trends that I want you to be aware of and really think about how do they apply to you and your career status, your career journey, your career goals for this year. 
knowing what the trends are is one thing, right? But what are you actually going to do with that knowledge? How can you position yourself? How can you um, make sure that your knowledge and your expertise are packaged in a way where you will be seen as a value add within your organization, within your team, within another team, within your industry? And so it's important that we're really thinking about how am I taking ownership of my career this year so that I can move towards the goals that I have set? myself. Now, if you are looking for support with navigating the market effectively and navigating your career transition, then you know I'm here. (laughs) We have just launched, I'm so excited, we've just launched a self-study version of our career change program. So up to this point, we've only worked with people and supported them through coaching programs. And I've taken all of the knowledge that I've gained over the last three, four years coaching people around career change. And I've distilled the most important bits that are relevant for those who are looking to figure out their next best move into a self-study program. Super, super excited. So if you want to learn more about it, I've put the link in the show notes. It's the Career Clarity Accelerator. Um, This is a more affordable way for you to get support from us here at Career Changemakers. And it is a way for you to do it at your own pace. So if you're interested in learning more about the course, then click below. Um, And with that, I want to wrap up today's episode, the first one of 2023. Looking forward to what's coming down the pipeline. If you enjoyed today's conversation, be sure to subscribe to the show so that you don't miss any future episodes. Also, I would love to know what your biggest takeaway has been from today's episode. Come over and join us in our Career Changemakers community over on LinkedIn so that you can join the conversation there.